Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. Corey and Chad here chatting with Eric Wetterling, founder and editor of the Hedgeless Horseman. Now, Eric, we have to follow up on some news on a stock that you have talked about a number of times on our show where we were all waiting for results from last year's drill program. We are talking about Condor Resources traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol CN. The company completed a drill program last year that was little over 2,000 meters. They waited the whole time to release results, to release all nine holes all at once. You were on the show talking about some of the tweets the company had sent out and how they were extending holes, how they it looked like seemed to be onto something since they were drilling longer holes than they initially envisioned. Unfortunately, we got those results uh, a couple days ago, February 13th, and they were broadly disappointing, I guess. You look at the market reaction, the stock dropped about 70% just in one day. Eric, I'll open up the floor to you. Break down what happened here with Condor Resources. Yeah, sure. I mean, this is, or at least was, one of the best targets I've seen, at least, from a pre-drilling perspective. 800 meters of outcrops. Uh, with pre, you know pretty decent grades like one one point five grams per ton gold, uh, fifty two. Let's say I mean there were some instances of instances of like four hundred grams per ton silver in in some samples. So it's like you we know it was mineralized. There was mineralized rock there. Geophysics kind I mean suggested the same that looked like a silicified blanket, and uh, with the, uh, it was demagnetized as well. I think so. It's like okay, it's probably oxidized and all that. So from a pre-discovery drill target and given how quickly you can prove these kinds of systems up because if it's a blanket you can you know do kind of a grid drilling it's not going to take five years like for a load gold uh, system for example to you know go from a discovery to confirming blue sky basically so if this were to be as good as it looked it would probably have one of the steepest growth curves uh, you can basically find in this industry and i mean Pierina is an example of that which got acquired after nine drill holes not uh, 900,000 drill holes so it's like yeah this was an, in my opinion from a speculator's perspective absolute uh, killer of a target i think the company obviously thought the same because i mean they're mostly a prospect generator but this one they wanted to take all the risk and all the upside and drilled it themselves. So from what was it? It went up to 60 million or something. And I said uh, on the shows, like if, if that goes to, I don't know, 70, 80 cents, I'm probably going to take you know money off the table because it's like then you've already gotten paid, kind of. And it's you know higher chance of disappointment later. The, the higher the expectations are, obviously. So it's like, and the stock was pretty tight as we saw on the flush it's like not too many shares actually traded but it still went down 70 percent so it's like in a universe where it was as good as uh, it it looked in that case i think it could have revalued very high and it's like in in um, poker whatever there's no way of avoiding risk if you want high returns that comes with the territory so it's like i don't regret this bet at all i hope i would uh, let's say, bet on this every single time I get a similar case. Because the ones that actually do end up working out are supposed to pay for the many, many others uh, that don't work out. And in this case, it's like in a vacuum, 
results were like, I mean, nobody would care in this market anyway if this was a random junior. But the idea was, the case was that, hey, this looks like it could be 100, maybe 120, 150 meter thick, mineralized, high sulfidation epithermal blanket. And that's not what we got. The best hits from a gram meter perspective, they were in the north. There were some high grade narrow hits, like two meters of 19 gram per ton, et cetera, et cetera. But nothing that's like, that wasn't really what this drill campaign was all about. Everybody was hoping that this is undiscovered high sulfidation epithermal system. And that we did not get proof of in this news release. So it sold off heavily. So it went from greatly outperforming the sector to basically join the median junior in one uh, in one day. So it's like pretty, pretty volatile. But thankfully, at least it's the fact that they have, I, don't, I think, 11 more projects. It actually sounded in the news release that they're going to do a phase two on, on Pucamayo. I don't know what they're seeing, what, which makes them want to do that do they think they you know the blanket is somewhere else i don't know it's like i don't i don't have too high hopes for pukamaya but it, it seems that they might plan to do a second real campaign so I, i'm more actually from a let's say a, a upside scenario i'm more interested in cobra orca which i, I hope tech is going to drill uh, later this year well, Eric, you raise a couple interesting points there uh, to maybe dive into this a little bit further and dissect the whole process here. First of all, on a pre-assay story, nobody knows what's going to happen until the assays come out. So it had gotten a little vaulted in the expectations. It's difficult for a company to overcome that if the drill results uh, if the drill results are not spectacular. But in this case, uh, the drill results were subpar compared to where the expectations were. So just from that standpoint, I think a lot of people throw in the towel and think, oh, this is a terrible thing. I knew it. But nobody really knew what was going to happen until the drill results came out. And like you say, you would take that bet every day just because of the risk reward setup. But now in the aftermath of this, you know, it is up 17% today, but that's not saying much after such a big drop. They do have all the other properties. They are a prospect generator. They do have the property that tech is going to be drilling. But do you think most investors are going to stay the course here for the other properties or weren't most people in it for this particular drill program? And if there's a follow-up drill program, the company's going to have some tough sledding to do to get anybody excited about it after having a tough first go at it. Right. No, I, I do think at least that's like the buying over the last, I mean, which got the stock going was basically when they announced that they had settled things with the community and got a, a green, you know, a go ahead on Pucamaya. So, as I think I've said a bunch of times that like the market can only really focus on one thing, one project at the same time. That's why so many of you know prospect gener- generators and and companies with multiple projects that that's why they're typically only valued for one project, and that's why you see see the Landines, et cetera, as soon as they have another good project in one of their juniors that or used to be juniors, they spin it out. So I think most people were, in this for Pucamayo, that goes for myself as well. It's like 90% of the attraction for me was Pucamayo. And now it's like, okay, when do we know when exactly they're going to be drilling Cobra Orco? Nope. So it's like, how many will care about that? I don't know. How hard it will it be to, let's say, get out of the stock if you don't care about a poor free target? It's not pro- probably not going to be easy. It's like, there's no way that I could, if I wanted to, sell my entire position in in, in this market right now but that's also it's like okay i'm you know i'm stuck pretty much 
everything. So is that a good or a bad thing? Where it's like, hey, if I find something cheaper, that's good. But it doesn't feel too great. Too. It's like, okay, Pukamayo at least phase one missed. But then it's like 16 million or something. It was yesterday. And we know probably Kobroorko is coming in. And we know it's tech that wants to drill that. So it's like, okay, what kind of product would tech be interested in? billion plus potential no doubt what chance of success is priced in at 16 million so it's like you have more i mean if you would stay the course you probably have more kicks at a multibagger this year uh, what the chance of success is i don't know if it's 10 percent that cobrork will be become something even 16 million is probably pretty cheap but that again means there's like there's potentially 90 percent chance of failure and nobody knows what the exact chance is obviously i, I don't know it's like if Condor moves up a bit, I'm probably gonna, you know, sell a bit, but I, I'm not, from this level here, I'm not too, like, how should I say, disappointed if I have to hold that into Cobra Orco drill results, for example, because that is another shot. So it's like, yeah, it, it depends on people's preferences. I hate selling low. I hate selling crashes. I If something crashes, I typically, uh, you know, get interested, but I understand why it sold off bigly and it was because most people at least that have been buying up to the recent highs were about Pukamayo and we have no idea how much stock they have left we don't know how many will care about Cobra Orco or Hunak Punta or however you pronounce that so so it's like the story is far from dead but it's like when will sentiment care will it care about you know a, a porphyry play I don't know well, and that's a big question, right? Like, this isn't just a sentiment play. This was a 70% drop, unfortunately, because people were excited about these drill results. There were some crazy numbers being thrown around on some of the blogs out there. And unfortunately, when you don't hit a whole lot in those drill holes, stocks do drop like this. But, but Eric, let, let's talk about the trading strategy here. Because, look, you said you would take this bet again. but And it's easy to say now, looking back on this, but... The stock did go up about four times there. So you did have a pretty big gain. And as we went through this timeline where the company said they had four holes, they didn't release them. Some of their later holes in the drill program were actually shorter in terms of meters. And we waited so long for these results. Do you think looking back on it that maybe instead of waiting for 60 or 70 cents, you might have lightened up a little bit before when it was trending sideways waiting for this news? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's like, but that's the thing. You always see, you know, these, what do people say? It's like, don't forget to take profits. And then you hear, the, you know, let your winners run. You always hear that depending on the outcome. Before whatever happens, nobody has an idea that it's going to happen. So that that's the problem. So it, it's very hard to like, in hindsight, that that's like cheating. Okay. You know, I, I would have done this because that happened. It's like, that doesn't help me because I can't go back in time. But what I would say is like, I was probably overly greedy, let's say. I mean, I wouldn't say that if they actually hit, obviously. Then I would say I had to, a few shares. So I, I don't know. It, that is hard to answer, really, in, in, a, in a good way. But it's like, I tried to, you know, keep expectations down a bit. It's like, you know, there were some very high numbers, as you say. Uh, thrown around uh, leading up to the drill campaign. And it's like, I, I know the higher the expectations are either, I think I said it's recently, but the higher the expectations, 
the less you're going to get paid after the fact, even if it's good. So either you get paid kind of before and that's in hype. So yes, in a, in a way, uh, you could have taken profits because the stock was up. But I started like buying a lot as soon as they actually got the news that they were okay to drill. So I was like, there was no way I didn't pick up at the absolute lows like some some other people who actually were, let's say, more patient. So I, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, actually. I mean, now, of course, I would have wanted to have zero shares, but that's okay. <laughs> easy, easy to say. Hey, that's fair. And you know what? You, you were buying into it, right? You, you had to- coined the term Rolex or ramen, and people were excited about these drill results. And this, unfortunately, just goes to show how tough exploration can be and just how ahead of uh, itself stocks can get on even pre-discovery holes. This is what this was. And unfortunately, we were reminded of how tough exploration was and how quickly stocks can correct. We'll see what follow-up programs we have or the company has. We'll see what follow-up they do on some other projects. But it does sound like a little bit more back to the drawing board for the investment narrative at Condor Resources. But hey, Eric, I really appreciate you addressing this head-on, talking about this company because we talked about it a fair bit heading into these results. And now we had to follow up once the results <clears throat> were released. Eric, thank you for your time. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, and I I still have a lot of shares, so consider me biased.